This episode of the Smoke Pit brought to you by the Nut Ruck by Arbor Arms. A tactical fanny pack for your nuts and your butts. Check them out at arborarms.com. Tell them the Smoke Pit sent you. Wah, 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 wah. Also check out combathomeover.com. Pomades and beard oils for your face and your hair. Use our discount code SMOKEPIT to save yourself some money at combathomeover.com. Welcome to the Smoke Pit. Thank you guys so much for being an amazing audience. We appreciate you so much and being patient with uh, some of the delays and being so open-minded and receptive to the uh, creative conversations that we have in here and giving us awesome feedback. So as we approach the end of the season, I wanted to say thank you. And we did a post uh, asking for people to call in and tell us some of their, uh, their best smoke pit stories. And we had some amazing uh, listeners call in people that we've never met in person before and tell us some great stories. And for those long-term listeners, there's actually a a pretty cool throwback that you haven't heard from in a while uh, calling in at the end of the show. So stick around to find out who that is. And we thoroughly hope that you enjoy this uh, call-in episode as much as we enjoyed being able to talk to our listeners. Thanks. So next up we have Javi. Uh, How long have you been listening to the show? Um, About seven, eight months now. Ever since okay. I found your um, your handle on Instagram. Oh, fantastic! Uh, we we appreciate your support, and uh, we uh, we hear that you actually have a story of your own that uh, that that you like to to run past AJ and I. Absolutely. Um, not too long ago, I was a little bit more mischievous than I was before, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot more mischievous. And I liked to uh, to fool around a bit. And um, one time, I decided to try my luck with someone. Uh, with a different religious mindset than I did, someone oh, with, a, with a far more religious parent and all than I could ever even think of having. Yeah, AJ and, um, went to uh, high school in, um, in, in a Catholic setting, and he uh, he has <laughs> a philosophy <laughs> on the 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 impact of overbearing parents. You know, the Catholic school girls are a lot more likely to do the weird stuff, right? <laughs> anyway, do go on. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I have to agree 100% on that, and that's quite—that's exactly where the story goes. Um, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> after a few months of talking, you know, it, it became more than just talking, and uh, you know, we started to plan out a schedule when we could meet up and uh, do the very Catholic religious things, of course, <laughs> and uh, prayer time. Except uh, get to know each other in the biblical sense, if you will. Ex- exactly, just a little <laughs> Adam and Eve action and um you know one time uh i tested my luck and i pushed it too far (laughs) you mean that literally figuratively or both uh both for sure both (laughs) nailed it i just have this picture of like uh one of the the rocky montage songs like you're the best around nothing's ever gonna bring you down down. (laughs) was that from rocky or was from that karate kid that was Karate Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been watching Cobra Kai recently, and uh, it's a pretty good show. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So, whatever '80s training montage it was, you were you were doing work. You know, your exactly. your brow was sweaty. You know, you were trying to achieve the first place trophy. Absolutely, I was. What doing happened? The, I was doing the weird Rocky faces too. Oh my and, god! Uh, <laughs> trying try to show all those bigger kids with their leather jackets that you could compete on the same level. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Especially for a short guys. That's, that's all you got to do. You got to keep competing. Um, oh, brother, man, start telling yourself uh, your height by your centimeters. All right. That is 
Uh, it's a lot less disparaging to say that uh, <laughs> you're one height and another. Yeah, that, Absolutely. That, that, that's something you, you may hear more than more than once on this episode. But yeah, so what happened next? So one particular night and afternoon, um, you know, her, we were doing the, the, the whole training montage thing. And, um, you know, it was a small apartment where she would live. And out of nowhere, the whole family comes in. Like I'm saying the father, the mother, the brother, like uh, even the grandmother, like I was, it was, it was the worst thing in the world. And um, I had no other choice than to hide in the closet. Oh my gosh. So did she have her own bedroom? Yes, it was uh, a two bedroom apartment and um, it was her bedroom and then it was her parents and her little brother lived there too. And I guess her grandparents were just visiting or something. Now, uh, was she caucasian no she was hispanic which was a lot more scary so it was uh the madre the padre the tío the tía the abuela the abuelito los los primos primos. i no puede exactly they were gonna get the chanclas the belt the broomsticks everything in handle yeah they're they they were putting the uh, the sazon in in the in the rice pot, you know, with the bay leaves. Absolutely. They're stirring it with that big ass wooden spoon, you know, which is multi multi purpose. It's for ass whooping and ass development when they feed them all the rice. You know, that's the one <laughs> the one part of this conversation aside from the chunkless, right? I I've learned that one the hard way, but uh, the the wooden spoon, I think that's the one cross cross that's the one cross racial weapon that all mothers have. Because <laughs> my, my mother is like this like very kind of kindly Welsh woman and she will still like launch that thing like a missile from across the room. It's universal, I think. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And no, I, I, I get it for and for whatever reason, all Hispanic mothers know boxing too. <laughs> like well, it, it's it's genetics at this yeah. point, I guess. Like I, I remember my uh, my grandfather was a boxer in on the uh in the army, you know, he was in the Puerto Rican National Guard and um he didn't have a son, so by proxy, my mom became the uh, the boxer in the family, and and so uh, yeah, she you know she get pissed and she'd hit me with a the five punch combo, and oh. <laughs> yeah, so what? So you're in the closet now, right? I'm in the closet, and the worst part is I didn't even have time to dress. She just kicked everything, <laughs> all my clothes under the bed, and I'm in the closet. <laughs> I have my phone. I'm just bare ass in the closet and and you know times like doing a plank and being in the closet naked those were those are the times where it's like you know really slow down exactly and you know i still gotta get home i still got like chores and i gotta do all sorts of stuff when i get home yeah it's like i i was on a time like limit too (laughs) look as a responsible adult you had segmented the uh the time aside for Kulo and there was other time for work you know like exactly so uh, can't all just be fun so uh, you said you had your cell phone I'm I'm assuming you called for some sort of reinforcement absolutely I I was trying to see if anyone could save me but like you know one thing or another everyone's either working or busy I'm like you know I don't want to resort to family first because you know I'm gonna save myself from one ass whooping but I'm not gonna save myself from another yeah just out of sheer embarrassment that i would be bringing to the table um <laughs> dishonor on you dishonor, dishonor on your, your cow, cow. <laughs> exactly on everybody um but after i don't know i'd say like at least a good two hours had passed in that closet and you know it gets wow. cold after a while too yeah yeah how big and of a closet are we talking like could you sit on the ground or did you just have to stand there 
I could slouch, but that was about it. Like it was, it was a tiny closet. <laughs> yeah, lean up against the wall like you're uh, on the corner of a pizza uh, store in Brooklyn in your leather jacket. Exactly. You know hey. the sharks and the and the jets snapping your finger. <laughs> exactly. You pull out the switchblades. It was it was a tiny closet, and um, so was know, her was her bedroom door open? Yeah, that there was like a rule in the house that there was no locked doors, like no closed bedroom doors when the whole family was over. It was a whole mess. You know, I I think I would have texted her and been like, hey, pretend like you're looking for something in the closet and give me my clothes, you know? You know, I wish I had come up with that conclusion. It would have been a lot easier. Be like, hey, um, you know, go take a shower real quick. So that way when you come back, you have to close the door to like get changed. And I'm going to yeet myself out the window. (laughs) <laughs> it was it was a third story apartment like i, I was, I was hey, considering man, the, it but the price you pay for the life you choose you know absolutely absolutely i would <laughs> absolutely you know what the old um, guy at jurassic park used to say what's that because i don't blame i don't blame people for their mistakes but i do ask that they pay for them that's fair <laughs> <laughs> it All is right. fair and i did pay for it in the worst way possible um you know because after two or three hours i just gave up my pride and i call up my my older brother i'm like listen <laughs> I've helped you out several times. I need you to, to get me out on this one spot. Just Hermano, mira. Exactly. I'm like, escuche me. <laughs> and at this point, I'm not even worried about the clothes or anything. I just want to get out of the house. Like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I wasn't thinking very clearly, but, you know, he accepted. I, I gave him the address. And, you know, there was, there was like the shining light of hope. Yeah. Did, did, he, did he believe you or did he think you were bullshitting? I feel like he 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 wanted to see if I was bullshitting. I think he, it was. I think he just wanted to either he either wanted to make to make fun of me, or just see like you know I was I was full of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I get that. And uh, you know, twenty thirty minutes later, he's like, he texts me and he's like, "Yo, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to do?" And I'm like, "Listen, knock on the door, give him a little chit chat about the Bible or whatever, and then just." Just, just make sure to get the car running. Make sure to be be able to leave fast. <laughs> Mind you, I excluded the fact that I was badass naked, oh. but I did tell him bring okay. extra clothes. He's like, "All right, sure, whatever." If if Dan calls me and tells me to bring extra clothes, that usually says I forgot a coat, or I'm going to an event and I I forgot the suit coat on the counter. Yeah. It doesn't now I would bring him fresh underwear, but that's irrelevant to the story. <laughs> I feel like if any version of myself ever asked you for underwear, you should know it's a cyborg because I don't wear underwear. Well, that's my like point. Like if special you special occasions. If you said if you said uh, I need extra clothes, I would assume that was code for, you know, I need underwear for some unspecified <laughs> special ops. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, formal events. If I'm meeting like a, a, a dignified individual, like a celebrity or a politician, or if I'm going over my uh, girlfriend's parents' house, that's the time he definitely swings free. No, because like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to like bend over to like you know tie my shoe and my ass cracks hanging out in front of my girlfriend's family. Like that's embarrassing, you know. Anyone else don't really care too much. That was a two seventy five Dan problem. That's not a two forty Dan problem. <laughs> no, I mean I got I got enough ass crack for for everybody. <laughs> You know, those uh, th- those many nights of eating nothing but uh, arroz con pollo. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Spanish for sadness burritos? No, it's uh, uh, rice and chicken. Ah, fair. And uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely have a long ass crack, which a lot of people have asked me recently. Uh, funny enough, if your ass was sideways instead of vertical, would it clap when you run down the stairs? Mine already claps when I run down the stairs. <laughs> 
<laughs> I barely have an ass, so I'm envious. But I have a feeling that everybody was about to see it. <laughs> did did everybody get to see that ass? Yes, everyone saw that ass, and they saw a lot more. Because... So how, how how did that go? So he knocked on the door. What 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 happened? I could faintly hear the door opening, and then they start they, like everyone. I just hear it start starts talking to this guy. And I hear him like speak loud too. The, the the grace, the saving grace is that everyone in the family speaks loud as hell for no apparent reason at all. Are they and, Hispanic? Uh, yeah, like I'm Hispanic. Everyone's Hispanic, so it's like well, you know what, saving grace. That yeah. it's not for no reason. It's because they're Hispanic. Just like the Fair Welsh enough. part of my family is just judgmental all the time. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> all right, so I'm I'm dying with anticipation. What what happened next? You know, I was considering. All right, I have like two minutes maximum to run out the door. Should I put on clothes? Should I not put on clothes? Against my better judgment, I decided not to. I grabbed my phone. I grabbed what I, re- what I really needed, and I sprint butt-ass naked through the living room, through everyone, and I just go, come on, let's go, go, go. I don't, I've never run that fast in my life. I've never, <laughs> I don't even know how I got down the steps of those apartments, but I hear just yelling, like frantic screaming, like everyone's going exactly like they're throwing chanclas by the balcony (laughs) like it's going nuts and my brother like you know he was he was not ready for it like i like dan said (laughs) i feel like he just wanted to see me like be like haha tricked you but no it was it was fun for the next family reunion that's for sure here's a question when you finally got up the courage to leave the leave the uh closet and run through the family. Did you think of something dirty so you'd have full, like you don't want to go out there with a half showing. That's you know a good mean? point. Like, yeah. did, did you make sure that you were <laughs> at full mast before you uh, ran out? Like, chub, Unfortunately, you know? no, I was, I was a half chub right now. But uh, I think that that point it was half chub out of pure fear than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the fear boner. I am well, exactly. well, well acquainted with that. And <laughs> I, I would like to think that she did like the, the, uh, the handrail butt slide down the stairs. <laughs> Probably happened. I, I definitely felt a little itch at the end. A splinter yeah. in the ass is certainly a, a a nice little trophy to take with you. Yeah, exactly. you know, a, a splinter or a little bit of paint chips uh, is for sure. A bit of a decoration on the bumper, if you will. <laughs> so, a little bumper. Did you ever hear from this girl again? No, I actually, from what I heard afterwards, like a couple weeks later, that they had moved like entirely, completely. So, yeah. So uh, from what I had heard from like friends was that it was a total mess and that that girl like had the hammer bring down upon her like hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, before or after the event? Hey, oh, during both, both. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I, um, I. Did she kick? You said you she kicked your your clothes under her bed. Yes. So did you did you think to grab like one of her shirts um, while you were in the closet? Come out in a blouse. I considered it, but like it was way too tight, way too small. Ah, uh, you son of a bitch! I was about to say because <laughs> there is no possible way that I would fit inside one of my girl's shirts, let alone her pants. And exactly. Like that, you can but, wear a shirt like a hat. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Maybe like a loincloth. <laughs> like I, I could have take like you know one of her uh, sweatpants and like fashioned a loincloth. You know, you know what's really bad, and just just to throw this out there, is when you buy clothes when you're feeling good, like when you when you're working out and you're all set up, and then like later on you go to put that on, and it's like it doesn't fit, and then you give it to your girl, and she's like, "Oh, I love this oversized sweater," and you're like, "Thanks." <laughs> exactly. 
All right, bud. Any uh, any any final thoughts that you'd like to impart on the listeners before we sign off? Um, not really. I just just please don't imagine my ass crack. That that's kind of weird. But uh, too late. You painted the picture. That's yeah, that's literally all I can imagine now. Like, <laughs> just just uh, just all them cheeks just flapping in the breeze. Yeah. If you're like <laughs> whatever you do, don't imagine you know uh, a nice club sandwich. I'd be like, fuck. That's all I can think of now. <laughs> exactly. Like, what are you doing? Out here, double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. Now, so my final question is: If you had to do this situation again, right? Like there was a uh, a reset, like a video game where you're on a level, and your last save point was you naked in the closet. Would you consider being like Joe Biden and playing Despacito on your phone as you run out? Absolutely, for sure, one hundred percent. I would do it all over again, <laughs> except with Despacito. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, do, you, do you think that you'd hit like uh, some cumbia moves or maybe like do a little bit of, of a, a bachata spin on your way out just for pageantry? Maybe with the grandma for sure. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> you, you hit like the swirl and the dip with the grandma and you're like on two, three, bump and I'm out. <laughs> exactly. I literally sure. just pictured you're the best around and like doing like the Rocky with the two hands in the yeah. air. Like, just hopping your way out there. All I can imagine is him just making his way out, like, with that song. But he's got the crane kick from the Karate Kid. Yep. And as he's snapping from one leg to another, his dick and his balls are just, like, <laughs> just like, like bouncing. Kind of like a tetherball in, like, the very last few, like, when it, when it wraps all around the pole. Right. That last few, like, little, like, uh, uh, bounces between both sides of the pole. Like, like, I can just imagine just his berries and his dick doing that as he's doing the, the swan kick. <laughs> you might get you might get the, the Daniel San crane kick, or you might get the... Uh, yeah, you you might get the uh, the lumber because on the I mean, closeness. being being from a Hispanic household, I I I I'd say that we're contract contractually obligated to start dancing if uh, there's certain types of music played. So if you had you know put on like a, like an Aventura song or something, like you know, the whole family would have started dancing. And exactly, not just out of instinct. Yeah, Perhaps. you know, particularly if it's just like um you know, like the the obsession song like the one that was just like stupid crazy popular for a while like a lot of hispanic people close their eyes when they start dancing you know absolutely for sure yeah, yeah. like they you might have gotten out of there like scot-free if anything you might have been able to you know like bend her over the kitchen table and knock out one more quickie <laughs> before the song ended then you could have exactly. gathered your clothes and all right so <laughs> final question what kind of shoes did you have to leave behind <laughs> I had to leave. A, <laughs> I, had to, I had to leave a, uh, behind a pair of uh, white Air Forces, which hurt a lot. But oh yeah! Swear yeah. on your Yeezys. <laughs> I swear it hurt a lot. They were oh, like man, a couple your white weeks Air Forces. Oh, they were man. a couple weeks old, man. Oh, you haven't even creased them yet. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even crease them. Yeah. They were perfect condition. Man, learn your lesson. You know, like the absolutely never wear clothes to a girl's house that you're not willing to leave behind. And if anything, I feel that's what people should take away from this lesson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hobby. Thank you very much for your time and bye. bye. All right. We have Olivia with us. She just recently got out of the Marine Corps and she wants to tell us a story about a, uh, an interesting roommate that she had uh, when she first got to her first unit. So Olivia, uh, would you mind taking that away? Hi, my name is Olivia. I just got out of the Marine Corps. I was in the Marine Corps for five years. I was an Intel nerd, so you know how it is. Yeah, could, you, um, could you speak a little louder for us? Um, my name is Olivia. I just got out of the Marine Corps. I was in the Marine Corps for there five years. There we go. Years. Um, 
Let's see. So when I first checked into my unit, it was my first permanent duty station after the schoolhouse. Um, so I didn't really know what to expect. I was just there, you know, I was a freshman corporal. I was just kind of ready to start doing my thing in the fleet. Yeah. How long was your, uh, your MOS school? I ended up being in MOS school for two and a half years. Oh, wow. Oh, was, was that because of some uh, extra circumstances or was that just because how long the, the pipeline was? That's how that's about average for the pipeline for me. Uh, I had some extra waiting time waiting for uh, the classes to pick up and stuff. Yeah, makes sense. So you um, you get to your new unit and you know, you're excited to make friends, you know, be part of the actual um, uh, gun club that we're that we're in. And you meet this new individual and you what was your first impression of her? So my first impression of her was just like, okay, she's you know, another Lance Corporal. Maybe I can talk to her. Maybe I can be her friend. She's my roommate. I might as well. Um, I noticed that in the barracks room, there's, you know, very little decorations or anything. She has like a couple boxes of the unfrosted Pop-Tarts. Wait, what? Um, what? Yeah. So. Unfrosted Pop-Tarts. Alexander. Do you know that unfrosted Pop-Tarts are part of the, the triangle of psychopathy? It's, it's bedwetting, fire setting, abusing animals, and eating unfrosted Pop-Tarts like a psycho. Yeah, so if, you, if you'd like to hear uh, more about that, we had a Murder at the Disco episode where we profiled a fair amount of military serial killers, so you can go back and listen to that. <laughs> so now you've officially entered the Thunderdome. You have a, a, re- a weird roommate who eats unfrosted Pop-Tarts. I wouldn't even know where to buy those. Well, the only two people that purchase those are uh, the government when they want to shit on Marines. Yeah. And, uh, and psychopaths who order them direct from the factory. All right. So what did the psychopath do next? Um, I mean, we, it was just kind of normal. Um, obviously, I'm covered in tattoos. I had, I had less tattoos back then. Um, I still had a decent, decent amount. But she came up to me and she started touching my tattoos. Uh, she was like, oh, wow, these are so cool. Like, I want to get uh, a tattoo for myself, and I want it to be this, and I want it to be here. Uh, I've never seen a tattoo in real life, but I'm like, I'm sure you have. <laughs> she just means that she's never seen one on a victim before. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's like, this is a whole new playground. Yeah, so she would, she would just come up and just physically grab your person uh, to inspect your tattoos. Yes, yes. <laughs> so what happened next? So a couple of weeks go by, uh, we don't really interact that much. She's a little bit older than I am. So yeah. she kind of has her own group of friends. You know, I was a fresh Lance Corporal to the fleet. She had already been there for a year. Um, we so actually- as far as her, um, her like mannerisms were, were, was there anything that was kind of like suspicious or anything about her that was off that you, that you uh, notice that this this isn't exactly right. The unfrosted pop tarts, man. Well, I mean that that's the first red flag. Then you become a little bit more wary of the others. She was gone for long periods of time, and she would come back at like odd hours of the night. Um, she left one time, probably at like eight o'clock at night, and didn't come back until one. And you know, we had to be up for PT in the morning. I'm like, hey. You know, we have PT you know, in a couple hours. Would you mind turning off the lights? And she's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. I just need like 10 minutes. And then she left the lights on for the rest of the night. Anything else? Any, anything else that, that, uh, that alarmed you? She was gone all weekend. I never saw her, which is fine. I mean, that's totally normal. I get it. So she but, didn't sleep there then? 
no, she didn't sleep there. Um, and, you know, one day I'm just minding my own business. It's a day after work. Uh, she comes up to me and she says, hey, I'm going to go to the dry cleaners. Do you want to come with me? I know you don't have a car. Is there anything you need? And I say, I'm fine. Like, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, but, you know, enjoy. Have a good night. Yeah. Uh, she comes back about an hour later and she's carrying a huge box. Okay. And I was like, oh, I thought you were going to the dry cleaner. She's like, oh, yeah, I did. You know, and it's a huge box. So I was just like, maybe she had a lot of clothes to dry. Yeah, clean. maybe. Uh, she hasn't been in six months. I don't know. Um, and she tells me that she's going to leave again for the night and she doesn't know when she's going to come back. She puts the big big box in her wall locker. And, you know, obviously my wall locker is right next to hers. And yeah. she leaves. I'm left by myself. I'm so was, was she a tidy individual? Like did, you know, did she make her bed after, you know, she got done sleeping? Did she keep her, uh, keep her barracks room clean? Not really. Not really. Uh, definitely a, a red flag there too. Well, I mean, I've, I've had dirty roommates before. Did she snore? She snored. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> we have this mysterious box now. Uh, what, whatever became of that? So it's in her wall locker. I'm minding my own business. I go to my wall locker to get something. Um, and you know, there's this massive box, just kind of mysterious. It's sitting there. I'm so, so curious about what's inside of it. Was it open? It was open. Oh, did you take a peek in? I definitely took a peek in. Uh, what'd you find? On the very top, I had seen, it was like brightly colored, fake fur, like soft kind of stuff. I was just like, I was kind of floored. I really didn't even know what to think. Um, you know, 19-year-old me was a little bit scared. Um, <laughs> so what, what color was the, uh, the, the fake fur? Now, when you say that, do you mean like a, like a rug or uh, like some sort of um, blanket that was made out of sheepskin? Was the whole thing fur or was it just like some fur in it? So the whole thing was fur and I initially thought it was like a rug or a blanket or something, but I'd never seen a rug or a blanket so brightly colored. It was like bright pink, bright green, bright blue. Oh, wow. Um, I was like, interesting decoration choice. Um, So you you live here. Did you open the box then? Did you pull it out? So I didn't. I kind of let my curiosity go for a little bit longer. Oh, very, very noble of you. Eventually, I had to get up and go back to my wall locker, and, you know, the box was open, so I, I definitely looked inside of there, and I could see the big mask head-shaped thing. Wait, there, there was a mask? It was head-shaped? Yeah. It was head-shaped, yes. So, what was it? You're, the suspense is killing me. Pins and needles. It was, a, it, was, it was a fursuit. What? A fursuit. Yes. Okay, like, I, I have an initial question. Send it. I have dozens of questions. My initial question is prioritize them in top 20. You said earlier that your roommates were like side of the room was always a little funky. Mm -hmm. And yet she was going to the dry cleaners and didn't bring the fursuit. No, it sounds like she came back from the dry cleaners with the fursuit. Yeah. Like, so out of all of her nasty belongings, that was the one thing that was precious and sacred and, and warranted the extra cleaning. If you're going to have a fursuit, like that's a, that's a commitment. 
right? Like, imagine how hard it is to keep mm. your regular shirts, like, pressed and in the, in the closet. Brother, man, I know people who don't even keep their own ass clean, like, let alone a fursuit. <laughs> that's my point. So, like, if you have a fursuit, you're not keeping that thing clean. Like, that's going to be some musk in so, that side of the room. Was it, like, a cat or was it um, uh, a goblin of some sort? What did it look like? <laughs> Those are the first two options, a cat or a goblin. I think it was a cat or, like, a fox. I, I really <laughs> want to look at it. So, I just, I guessed. And I left it at that. Uh, so if you, if you had to say, uh, so people that, that like foxes, they're, uh, they're, they're usually uh, very not hygienic. Uh, they are very mysterious. Uh, it, w- would that be your, your assessment? Oh, definitely. <laughs> AJ is uh, currently the host of a podcast called The Foxhole. <laughs> yes, but our, fo- our foxhole is very clean. <laughs> <laughs> So this was like a furry outfit then. Yes. Did you ever we, confront her? So fast forward to probably last year, um, she'd gotten promoted. She was a sergeant at, that, at this time. And, um, I, you know, I had had it with her. She wasn't great. She wasn't a good leader. She didn't really know what she was doing. Um, so I had confronted her, and she had told me to go do something. And I told her, I looked her dead in the eyes, and I said, I'll be damned if I take orders from a furry. Oh, and, shit. Oh, damn. <laughs> and uh, I had a good time. <laughs> I love the way that that situation panned out, too. It's like you confronted her, and you're like, hey, what's your bullshit? And she's like, go to the armory. And you're like, <laughs> like she, she told you to go do something. I, I think that's like the funniest response. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, why don't you go put on your fursuit and come back and tell me that? Yeah, how about you get a parade rest? How about Sergeant <laughs> Fluffy give me those instructions? So what did she say when you, when, you, uh, when you called her out on it? Well, it's funny because after that, she never talked to me. She never told me to do anything ever again. Well, I mean, you kink shamed her pretty hard, so like, I, I can see that. <laughs> it's a worthwhile kink shame, I think. You know, I think yeah. just just for the sake of the fact that I know that the furry community in the military is probably wider and bigger than we think it is. Oh, is it, Alexander? Well, remember that post we saw about that sergeant in the army that was like prolific in the furry community? Yeah, and, like, I saw even, one of this Navy gal who um, I think this was back in the the blueberry days of their camis, and she had a matching blue furry suit that yeah. she uh, she posted on like one of those like transition videos where. You know, she's in her uniform and then like the beat drops and now she's in her furry suit. <laughs> yeah. Or, or like that, that one guy in the army, like his, yeah. uh, his persona was like geared around his combat time. So like yeah. his persona, like his furry character used to wear his like combat gear. Is that what it's called? Your, your, your alter ego. But when you're wearing a furry outfit, is that called a, a fursona? Yes, it is. How do you know that? Well, I got to, do you know what a brony is? Have you ever heard of that term? Yeah. You've talked about it on the show like six times. Yeah. So my really daughter, weird topic when people are like, yeah, we hear these combat stories. And you're like, let me tell you what a brony is. So, well, here's the thing. I was in, I was in Iraq and we're sitting there talking about this one kid Yeah. and, uh, or bronies or something. Oh my, that's what it was. My daughter had told me. Yeah, no, we're, we're familiar with the story. Right. Like what, what is for, how do you, how do you know about fursona? Because it was all part of the research we did in order to like. You researched it. Well, to shame this guy, <laughs> right? Like, you know, when the other guys from Mark Wahlberg, yeah, like, about he to does say, a dance. Yeah. And old boy goes, you learned how to dance sarcastically. Yeah. Yes. I learned about fursonas to, to, to shame one of the guys on our unit. Okay. So if you had a fursona, would it be a fox then? If I had a fursona? Yeah. Uh, probably. Now, is it the same thing if you have like, uh, various, uh, things that you do for like Halloween, you know, like where you had, like, remember last year when I was the sexy cat and I had the ears and the tutus and like the leggings. 
Remember the pictures that I sent you? Yeah, but that's not a fursona though. Yeah, but like, could that be considered like a downgraded version, like how a uh, 249 squad uh, squad automatic weapon, a saw, is a light machine gun, but it's still in the same family as a 50 cal heavy machine gun. So I mean, it's like the full first suit for Sona. Is that like a 50 cal? And like the slutty cats for Halloween, is that like fursona light? I think that would be like more equivalent to like the twenty two that your dad taught you to shoot. <laughs> he was around to teach me. <laughs> I was going to say it, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to be an asshole, bro. You broke my own ankles. Like, <laughs> crossed me over and went to the house with the fucking tomahawk dunk. <laughs> I came here to enjoy company with my friends and have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, did did you ever get any uh, any explanation? Did she ever like, man, you know, I just went to this furry thing and you know, totally got my fur on? Like, did she ever talk about it? So she had explained to me uh, one time about what she does on the weekends, and it was furry shit. Yeah. She said, like, she goes over to people's houses, and they, you know, put on their suits, and they do furry stuff. And she actually had uh, invited me one time, and I politely declined. Um, I, I think that might have gone just to see what the fuss was about, you know? Oh, yeah, I would have showed up. I like, mean, I would have worn a, I would have done like Dan did at Halloween and wore like a tutu and, and like a pair of cat ears. Yeah, it was it was quite funny when I would bump into other girls who were dressed literally identical to me and I'd be like, we matched. And here I am literally twice their size and they're looking at me and realizing the uh, severity of the decision they made to go as a sexy cat for Halloween. One of them turned around and straight looked Dan up and down and was like, actually, I'm a raccoon. Yep. And he was like, who the fuck cares? Yeah, and yeah, actually, I, I wanted to like correct her because she her the markings on the tail and the costume was not indicative of a raccoon. But you know, there's some batters, battles that are really not worth fighting. You know, when you decide you want to get into an argument, you got to decide if the comment you're going to make is probative or punitive. Yeah, if uh, if after two deployments and or, I'm sorry, two wars and five deployments and uh, the last decade spent championing veteran veteran causes to get you know shanked by some girl who doesn't even know that she's not wearing a raccoon outfit in a bar in Ocean City, like. If you, Not called, worth it. if you called her a Tanuki, she probably wouldn't know what you were talking about. Fuck, I don't even know what that is. You play Mario 3? Like the, t- the Tanuki suit. 20 years ago. like You don't remember shit like that? I, I'm sure if I saw a picture of it, I would know what it was. All right. <laughs> what is it? The Tanuki suit's the one that looks like the raccoon, but it's like the full body suit and like just Mario's face is popping out. Is this sacred but, in your culture? Not in my culture. Oh, okay. But you'd, like, you'd push the down button and you'd turn into a statue and you'd be uh... invulnerable for a couple seconds. Okay, so Olivia, as our resident furry expert, um, how many <laughs> erroneous lightning bolts would you give that statement out of five. zero to five? Six. Six erroneous lightning bolts. Wow. You do know nothing about furries, Alexander. Apparently, I don't. That's just across Forfeit my head your there. membership card. It must be destroyed in front of you. <laughs> that's, that's a cross I'm going to have to bear. <laughs> of all the fuck-ups in my life, I'm going to have to rate that as number three. <laughs> Or you ask, I'm not going to tell you what one and two are. You already know. No, uh, the, according to the settlement, we we legally can't discuss one, two, and seven. Uh, but uh, seven was not my fault. Okay? No, to to be fair, I mean those the the you know those those penguins had it coming. They they really did. Fuck them. <sighs> so, anyways, <laughs> back to the story at hand. She um, after was that was did she invite you before or after you uh, you said you wouldn't take her orders from a furry? Oh, that was after. Oh, wow. That's a Wait. power. So you yeah. told her that you wouldn't take orders from a furry, and then she was like, hey, do you want to come and, and take have, orders from furries? And have weird furry sex with me and my two giant fat friends. Well, when you said furries, did you mean that in the singular or plural? Because I have friends. 
That's what she said. <laughs> Come on, give me something. <laughs> that was hilarious. I laugh at my own jokes. I'm apparently I'm the only one. No, but, the follow-up was good. So now in in that retrospect, are are you seeing anyone right now? Myself? Yes. Kind of. So if you found out that this uh, uh, individual, whether it be man, woman, or alien, if it turns out that they were secretly a furry, would you be okay with that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, don't involve me. Don't talk about it. Keep a secret. Oh, so you would be cool with them like going to like their, their furry parties as long as you didn't know about it? Oh, God. Um, as long as I didn't know about it, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> you would still love them uh dis- despite their uh, predilections towards uh the occult i would i would uh, repress their memory very hard and drink about them, but okay person now what if you love this individual so much that you wanted to get married and they wanted a furry theme wedding uh no thank you Have a good all day. right only the the uh the bridal party so like either like the best men or like the groomsmen or the bridesmaids only they were furry so but everybody else could just be like in regular attire. Uh, I'd rather re-enlist. Thank you. Ooh. 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 I'd rather re-enlist than marry you in a way that makes you happy. That, that, that's, that's a lot of finality. That's uh, the nail in the coffin, if you will. Hey, you know what we talk about? We've talked about a lot this season. Yeah. Is identifying what behavior we will and will not accept from our partners. Yeah. And her hard line in the sand is uh, don't dress up like a cereal box mascot while you're uh, marrying me in front of my family. Now, would you be willing to have a, secret, a separate uh, private ceremony that was furry-themed for them that nobody else knew about? Mm, I, yeah, I'd rather re-enlist. <laughs> now, here's a question, and you don't have to tell us what it is, all right? Just, just like, wave tops on this one. Do you have any predilections that you think your uh, hypothetical furry partner would have a problem with? Oh, man, I don't know. My personality is... So you um you served uh, how many years in the Marine Corps? Five. Five years. Now, did you get your good conduct medal? Barely, but yes. Barely. Okay. <laughs> so, hey, near miss is still a hit. Now, is that because you almost got caught, or just because you got in trouble early enough that you still had three years of daylight on the back end? <laughs> well, uh, I got caught right after. So. Oh, right after the good conduct medal. Imagine that. Imagine you get caught like the week after and they take the shit off your MOL. You know what be the better part is they catch you like the same person who pins it on you is the same person that catches you like a week later. And you're like, I got mine, bitch. And then you just yeet yourself out a window. <laughs> now, granted, the, uh, the this seems like a, a more tame follow-up question, but would you be willing to tell us, uh, uh, only tame in comparison to what the previous topic was, but would you be willing to tell us what you got in trouble for? Uh, out of regs tech- tattoos. Really? Yes. What uh what tattoo did you get busted for? This one. That little one? That little one, yeah. You can you can cover that with your hand though. Exactly. For those of us who can't see the screen. Uh would you would you mind describing your, your tattoo? Yep, so it is literally just a little sword that says fate in between it. And it's stabbing fate. Yes. So fate's kind of like a scroll and it's like, you ever seen the movies where the dude gets the dagger from below the jaw and it like comes out through like, yeah, it's, it's like fate just got uppercutted with a dagger. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're putting these videos on YouTube so you can check that out there. And so what, what do they say? What was their problem? So I, I had this tattoo also one on this side 
Yeah. And one on this side. Yeah. This one was is ridiculously out of regs. I got it before the regs changed. Okay. This one as well got it before the regs changed. And then I got this one in like 2018, right yeah. after my uh, good conduct medal. Yeah. And I didn't really care because I wasn't going to re-enlist anyway. So I just got it. Um, and they ended up seeing that all of my, all the other tattoos I had were out of regs and I didn't have the documentation for it. So they Oh, used- you didn't get grandmothered in. Oh, uh, of course the Marine Corps lost the records. That's no, she just it- didn't do it. Oh, okay. Well, well it, so. no, she just didn't do it. <laughs> so, uh, how, how much trouble did you get in for that then? Um, I got a very stern talking to, and then because technically I did violate the, uh, tattoo regulation they had to make an example out of me Mm, so that way if anybody else wanted to just slightly modify their appearance but another way not impact their overall performance as a united states marine we couldn't have that interesting yeah interesting how that works out that um they judge your ability to lead marines in combat based on the appearance of your skin where have i heard that before See, the thing that bugs me about it, yeah. and I know, I know where you're going with this. There was a time when this is not where he was going with this, but just to give an example. No, see, he, he knew where I was going with that, and he's like, I'm going to take a different road. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to take a similar road, but one that my uh, this face is yeah. okay to take without getting in trouble. Yep. Um, but we, we sat in on a meeting where uh, was it whatever the commandant was at the time, and uh, not Amos, whatever the Nelson? Dickhead, another one before Amos. Uh, Haggy. No, after Haggy. Huh, I don't remember. I've had a lot of commandants in my that's, time. That's a fair point. We had this commandant back in, I want to say 07, and he came into the, the, the field house down at Lejeune, and he was like, oh, Conway. It was oh, Conway. that guy. So it was General Conway. And yeah, so, he was the one that kind of snowballed the whole tattoo fucking yeah, he came uh, in taboo. And he, yeah, he was, came in and he was like, uh, so we're going to do all these great things for the Marine Corps now that I'm commandant. And he listed them, and they all sucked. Like, it was all terrible. I like the only thing anybody was even the slightest bit jazzed about was changing the, uh, the PT uniform from the sweats to the running suit. And it turned out the running suit was crap, but, uh, and expensive, but he gets up there and he's like, yeah, we're going to get rid of tattoos. Cause tattoos don't make good leaders. And everybody just looked at him like you're in a building packed to the gills with infantry personnel. And you could tell us tattoos make us bad at our jobs. Like the Russian Cossacks used to like shave their teeth down to points so that if they lost all their weapons, they could still bite a motherfucker to death. Jesus Christ, I'm looking at Conway's um, command photo. This dude has 16 deployments. Yeah, it's easy to have a lot of deployments <laughs> and not a lot of damage when you're the guy sitting in the COC the whole time. Hey, Private, go get me some UGREs. So if uh, now that you're a veteran, and uh, to, to round this segment out, if you could offer uh, any advice to the, uh, the young ladies who are about to begin their service, what would you say? Um, don't let people push you around. Act mean if you have to. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. I think that, uh, sometimes people feel entitled to be aggressive towards somebody else for one reason or another. And I think that I always found it alarmingly surprising that the Marine Corps gets so angry if you have like the slightest bit of pushback to any bullshit, you know, like if you're not at perfect parade rest with, you know, Marine Corps bearing, discipline, and eye contact, it's belligerence, and you're being disrespectful, you're insolent, you know, 
the amount of times I've gotten shit for being insolent or for being uh, insubordinate, yeah, for doing my fucking job and asking, uh, hey, sir, I wasn't quite sure what you were asking me to do. You said such and such, right? They'd be like, how oh, goddamn dare you question me? I was like, I just want to make sure I'm following commander's intent and I was unclear. Guidance unclear, dick caught in toaster. Yeah, or right? in this case, you know, your your dick got caught in the uh, the bolt of the 240. I mean, things happen, right? Yeah, you get you get bad guidance from leadership, and and all of a sudden it's a it's a trip to BAS. Yeah, well, I mean, it does save money on the uh, the Marine Corps circumcisions because I mean, like God, if you ever had your wisdom teeth taken out by Navy dentists, it's like I have. Yeah, they come in like a witch doctor. They got a shrunken head in one hand and a rattle in the other, and they pop you in the mouth with the rattle, and your teeth fall out. You don't even get anesthetic. It's terrible. They gave me they gave me two eight hundred milligram motions motrons, <laughs> and they gave me uh, three hours to sleep. Uh-huh. And they said, "I don't care how much blood's coming out of your face. Fix, figure it out." Well, I mean, two motrons and a couple hours of sleep isn't that what you usually run on, anyways? Like, yeah. Now that I'm old, not when I was twenty and in the prime of my life. Well, folks, you heard it here. He officially uh, conceded to the fact that he is old. I mean, by <laughs> Marine Corps standards, I'm old. What? I'm in the old man. You bow like a bitch. Waddling up the stairs because you're old. You're right behind me there. Okay. Yeah, but uh, he's got this fancy scale that uh, like shoots electricity through your body and gives you your composition. When it comes back as far as body age, I'm 34, but it says I'm 26. He's 36, and it says he's 82. So like, Aron- that's seven erroneous lightning bolts. Well, I mean, seeing as you had six erroneous lightning bolts against you, quick maths, that's one erroneous lightning bolt, 80% true. That's not at all how that works. That's exactly how that works. Did you not do math for Marines? Was, I did math for Marines. Apparently was, not well. I did. There was four Who answers. Who is your proctor? There was four answers for Sergeant Roddy. And yeah, was, we need to get that individual back on some UCMJ charges because he clearly falsified those results. We can't do that because he got kicked out for uh Wow, this usury? is who you're consorting with. I wasn't consorting with him. He was our first sergeant. No, he was your proctor. He and was he got our kicked first out. sergeant. Yeah, but I'm not the one over here consorting with him. Yeah, you just consorted with the enemy. What? My old squad leader. Okay, just because your old squad leader liked me and thought I was cool, like doesn't mean that I'm a bad guy. I'm not saying you're a bad guy. I'm just exactly the people you yeah. consort with don't make you be a, a bad person. <laughs> it just makes you make bad decisions, like going to the movies with Morrison. So if anybody is an executive at Big Tobacco, clearly Alexander has no problem getting up there and skirting the truth for his own means incorrect i will never unlike some people in power i will never ever ever harm the health of other people by bullshitting so olivia thank you so much for joining us Do you have any final thoughts that you would like to impart on our listeners before we sign off uh thank you for having me and don't eat unfrosted pop tarts excellent wow. advice That's that is an awesome point to end this episode on that's the best advice i've heard in a while all right bye, bye. calling in all the way from afghanistan uh, we have longtime listener mark uh, he has been a huge supporter of the show and we we always appreciate seeing his uh sexy uh tank top <laughs> selfies with uh, the smoker nate tank top making me feel <laughs> bad about everything i've ever eaten in my life <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, Mark, would you say hi to everyone? Hi, everyone. And so where, what are you doing right now? Sitting on my ass with it for this interview. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you're, you're over in Afghanistan, is that correct? That is correct, sir. You, uh, you were in the Air Force, and then uh, you went into private contracting, so now you're making those, uh, those big contractor bucks. 
not with this company, but still not bad. <laughs> uh, at least testament to the uh, the Air Force facilities, uh, you have surprisingly great Wi-Fi, <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, it's always a, a shock when it works. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the Air Force just had their birthday the other day. I mean, uh, you look good for what seventy six years old, seventy three, seventy three. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I um, I don't know if that uh, joke has the same um, punch that it does with the Marines because you know we're all um, convinced that we were born in a tavern in seventeen seventy five, and it's a bit more of a uh, a cult experience for for our birthday and our birthday ball. Um, how how much does the Air Force actually celebrate their birthday? I have not actually celebrated it other than just here's a post on Instagram story. <laughs> there, there, there wasn't like a big ceremony or cake at the chow hall or anything. Nothing I ever attended. No, there, there has been some things. I just never did it. Yeah. For us, we, uh, we rent out whatever hall, um, our, our unit can afford in whatever neighboring <laughs> city doesn't suck. And yeah, the, the entire battalion will go there and we all got to put on our dress blues. Like, the uh, the tailors, the uh, uniform shops, they you know they make hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more, uh, per unit on off of uh, profits just for for the Marine Corps birthday ball. So yeah, um, and you guys go hard. Oh yeah, especially in Vegas, like it's um that actually uh, that actually reminds me. I, I believe there was a story that you wanted to talk about uh, your experience when you were moonlighting as a bouncer and you uh, you encountered some uh, some drunk Marines. Uh, not, oh, nope, just singular, one Marine. <laughs> oh, just the one. Yeah, he was there by himself. So what happened? Uh, so, uh, so he was bugging a group of people, and it was kind of obvious that he wasn't with them. So I went up, kind of pulled him aside, started talking to him for a couple minutes. Like, everything was cool. He seemed legit, and he was just looking for people to talk to. Then all of a sudden, like, my head snaps up, and I realize I'm looking at the ceiling. And then I kind of looked back down and he's walking away and it took me a second. So I looked to my right where a server was and she had her, like her jaw was on the floor. I'm like, did I just get punched in the forehead? <laughs> <laughs> and she nods her head slowly. And so I kind of see red a little bit because who the hell punches someone in the forehead? Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I mean, <laughs> thankfully it wasn't in the eyebrow. So, you know, count your blessings. That's all right. I got the people's eyebrow going on. It would have been fine. <laughs> so what'd you do then? What, what, what happened next? Oh, I ran after him, grabbed him by his collar and threw him out the bar. Oh, was he, was he a big guy or was he, was he a small guy? He was smaller than me. Yeah. You're, you're what? Like six, two? No, I'm, I'm five eleven, six foot on Tinder. <laughs> I, uh, I like to say six, two in heels. It uh, <laughs> was, was my line as, as a fellow, um, you know, five foot 11 individual, which I don't, I don't really understand why that is such um, a, a big deal. Because if you look at what five eleven is in uh, centimeters, that is 183 centimeters or 180 oh. centimeters. So like, if you're like, oh yeah, I'm 183 centimeters. It's like, okay, does that really sound that much more impressive? But no, apparently there's a big distinction between five eleven and six foot. American culture is weird, man. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, for all of you short kings out there, um, that that joke uh, would definitely land. If you're five eleven, say that you're six two in heels. If you're five ten, you're six one in heels. And if she doesn't laugh at that, then she's probably not worth your time. B- 
because um, I don't know about you as as a very handsome and, and muscular man, you probably have your 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 pick with the ladies, and there are some times where you ignore a dry ass personality just because you're trying to get some wet cheeks. I always ignore a dry ass personality. If you don't laugh can't. at my jokes, <laughs> you're not worth my time. Exactly, and um, yeah, it's, it's it's not worth the time. So, young kings out there, just because she's pretty, uh, doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that um, that that she's worth all the one sided effort. And to the contract out there, like ladies, be careful if he's funny because you're laughing one second and then you're in bed the next. So it, it's dangerous. You, you got to be careful with the funny guys. It's the danger zone. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, you checked this guy out and did, did he uh, vocalize any opposition to this decision? Was he pissed or did he kind of understand why? Oh, no, he was pissed and he tried to fight back. But that's when the other security guys were like, nah, fuck this dude. Yeah. How'd you, how'd you know he was a Marine? Was he wearing like a t-shirt? Did he have the high and tight and the dog tags or did he just no, immediately he just, declare it? <laughs> yes. He immediately declared it. <laughs> yes. Well, that's not surprising. Um, I, I've, uh, I've, I've been trying to, trying to get in better shape and I, I'm looking back at pictures of myself when I was like 277. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, I can't believe my friends let me get that big. Like, that's just disrespectful. <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> I'm like 35 pounds down now. Uh, but back then I, I would go into like a store and I've got this, you know, beard and, you know, it's kind of heavy set then. And I, yeah, I'd just be wearing regular clothes and people would be like, are you in the military? And it wasn't like I, I said like, oh yeah, give me two tickets for the movie starting at 1900 hours or some random military shit. You know, just be like, whatever. Like <laughs> I placed the thing on the counter and I'm like, uh, yeah. And they're like, all right, cool. We give a military discount. And I was like, all right, I'm glad that I'm saving the money. However... <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't just ask anybody if they're military. Like I clearly didn't look like I was in the military, like maybe a veteran discount, but like if some dude was looking like me showed up to the counter, was like, yeah, I'm in the seals. Like, don't believe that motherfucker. You know, like <laughs> that's, that's on set. Well, I don't know. You're looking real good though. Yo, I'm trying to get like you, man. Um, I uh, I posted our side by side pictures and some of our uh, advertising because you know market uh, you know, he got in the, the smoke grenade tank top and you know, he he sent us in the picture and I posted like our side by side and and like a promotional thing for sales and someone said that I look like the muffin man compared to you and I was like God damn well that's just rude and disrespectful as fuck and then in his bio it was like he had one of those like positivity quotes you know about how like you know you. Yeah, you know, you have to like be the light in the world or whatever other bullshit. And it, it seems like the people out there that are so desperate to convince everyone that they're a good person end up being the shittiest ones. Yeah, no arguments or additions there. That's just straight facts. <laughs> so any final thoughts or considerations for our listeners um, uh, before we, we move on to the next caller? Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's fair uh do, do you have any child support checks floating out there yeah two of them Ooh, <laughs> brother man that's all your deployment pay right there <laughs> <laughs> yes all right man well we uh we we appreciate you being um being a fantastic guest and a, uh, a long-time listener stay safe out there and uh hopefully you can come back and find some Super hot TikTok babe to uh, make a third with. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye.
Thanks, Dan. See you. So we um, wanted to change the, uh, the the paradigm just a little bit. And for those of you who have been faithful listeners from uh, season one, you may have asked yourself, whatever became of the world's worst executive producer, E.P. Mike? <laughs> well, we actually found him. Uh, he was uh, in a dumpster outside of a, an olive garden, uh, living like uh, living like a hobo with a, a family of raccoons. No, I'm just kidding. He's actually been up to, to big things. Mike, say hi. What's going on, fellas? Good to see you guys again. Yeah, likewise. And uh, so you uh, actually not only finished your bachelor's degree, but you finished your master's as well. Yeah, I got my master's degree, man. It was one hell of a thing. I'll tell you that. Late nights, a lot of tobacco, a lot of crying, but I got it right. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, how, how was that different from when you weren't in school? Uh, that's true. That, that is true. Um, how is it different from your army career? Oh, about the same. Just probably a little, a little more crying and a little more eating burritos and uh, pills. Um, oh boy! <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. So now you're uh, the director of media for a, uh, a huge airsoft field. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I work at uh, Ballahack Airsoft. It's one of the biggest airsoft fields in the East Coast, if not the uh, you know entire United States. Community wise, um, you know we have one of the best communities in the world. Um, yeah, your um, your field uh, even has like a, a, a fighter jet that uh, you guys bought and slapped in the middle of one of your uh, your your battle towns. Yeah, uh, it's a full size MIG. We have a full size mountain town. Um, we have a bunch of awesome. Uh, terrain swamp. We have 99 acres of prime, awesome real estate. Uh, um, we just now opened back up like uh, more people, so we can have up to 250 people here. Uh, so we've been averaging about 140, 150 a day, which is cool. It's cool seeing everybody out here. Obviously, we're maintaining um, social distancing and all that mask inside regulations. So. And uh, beyond that, you guys also do some uh, some really cool short films. You have the uh, the facility to do it. And uh, you guys post this on um, the Swamp Sniper uh, YouTube channel that has uh, several hundred thousand uh, subscribers. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So we um, we've been we filmed a couple of things. We did Siren Head, uh, real life Siren Head. You guys know what Siren Head is? It's like a, a Reddit thing um, from Fallout Four. Is we, we did a real life walking like twenty foot dude and like a, literally a Siren Head. Yeah, and, dude, I, I got to tell you, man, the, uh, the editing uh, is way better than anything you ever did for us. So I'm, I'm, I'm uh, a little jealous, but <laughs> wait up. Well, I'm going to need you to back up there for a second. Are you telling me that you guys constructed the copy of Gort that was in Fallout 4 that basically just threw nuclear bombs and said shit from the 1950s? Oh, uh, yeah, the big, yeah, that guy with the big sirens on his head. Yeah, we literally yeah. Like, built full size siren head at night. It's like a 10 minute film. Uh, we just are actually tomorrow we're releasing our newest one, uh, Splinter Cell. We did a real life Splinter Cell uh, film. Yeah, so uh, uh, if you ever want to see uh, the Splinter Cell guy kick the shit out of EP Mike, uh, make sure you, you check that out on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. Coming, coming out tomorrow, it's, it's going to be a, a pretty interesting. Uh, it took a long time to, uh, not, not a long time to film, but we did a lot of filming and editing. And uh, for for everybody listening, uh, by the time that this will have been released, tomorrow will have passed. So it's available now for for those of you listening. <laughs> hey, <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> but so, that, and I've, I've been I've been good, dude. I've been you know working real hard. Um, you know I work all the time here. Uh, you know filming, uh, taking good pictures. Um, I, I do a lot of sold a lot. I run like five Instagram pages now, including my own. Um, yeah. Well, well, that's uh, that, that's great to hear that you're doing well, man. I um, I um, I'm definitely glad to hear it. I uh, 
I think sometime after season two moved up near uh, DC and, you know, you went on to pursue your higher education and uh, you know, it's, it's important to, uh, to touch base with people and uh, you know, check on them. So if you, if you have any old war buddies or any, uh, any old friends from old communities or, you know, different chapters of your life, uh, reach out to them. And if you have the opportunity, look into Ballas, uh, Balahack Airsoft Field. They do huge dystopian uh, and apocalyptic type uh, airsoft events where essentially it's just like a big um, live action role playing where you can either be like a mercenary or you could be a reporter. You could just be a merchant like they have uh, an entire uh, money system made out of uh, bottle caps. Like it it sounds pretty cool, man. I'm not going to lie. I think if that was the situation, I would like to go in there and shoot every merchant in retribution for every time I got murked just looking at shit in shops on video games. <laughs> well, you guys, you guys should definitely, uh, it's December 12th and 13th this year. It's a couple more months now. The tickets still open. So you two want to come down and have a good time. I mean, you guys don't have to shoot anybody. You guys can walk around, have a good time. You know, wait, have wait. people you, and stuff. You're taking out the one selling point, which is I get to shoot people. Why would you do that? Well, you, can still shoot, you can still shoot people, but you're not, not going to survive really long. Cause everyone's got a thousand yeah. people going to shoot back at you. <laughs> yeah, he he was telling me that uh, you can actually place bounties on people uh, for no other reason but you know that you uh, so feel, and yeah, I think that 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 would be kind of cool if like your whole purpose was just to be like a devil may care mercenary, where a merchant yeah. is just like ah some you know tall handsome man with a goatee and a big dick just shot me for no reason. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I uh, my friends and I we were actually terrorists and we would sit up on on a path and wait for guys to pass. Of course you were. Like, you camping son of a bitch. I just wanted free bottle caps. And um, I did one time, uh, I, I kind of t- told this group where to go. And um, like, yeah, just go on the path. There's, there's a quest down there. Go there. And they came down. My boys, you know, murked them. And then. Uh, so what you're uh, saying is you took some unsuspecting travelers and you led them to their ruin. I, I'm pretty sure the Bible specifically warns against people like you. Uh, and, uh, and, and about half of Hans Christian Andersen. <laughs> But yeah, if you guys want to come to Revman, it's fun. I'm actually uh, role playing this year. I'm doing a 1950s war correspondent. Somewhere like a suit tie fedora. I'll have a, like a pipe and then like a old kind of timey, you know, hey, we're going to interview these guys, huh? You know, yeah, which so which side are you working for? Uh, I'm neutral. I'm depressed. So, uh, you know, there's, there's factions at, 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 on the field. You have Balahakistan, which is, you know, you have the guys who like run. That's like the the pond area. You have other factions that you know throughout the entire field. It's, it's pretty cool. And you know they had a thing called a blood pit arena where um, oh boy, it is literally, literally a you, you fight each other with swords like foam swords pretty much. And oh, you, shit. You, get, you can actually get prizes at the end of the day. I think I believe. Don't quote me, but at the end of the day, you get an actual real sword as a prize. So bruh, and, and dope. you literally it's it's all part of the mission. You can play there literally, and you just. Like fight your friend, call your buddy out. I want to fight you in the Bluffhead Arena and just go at it with like <laughs> swords. And like you wear your gear. I mean, we have guys that wear like full on gas masks, like full on hazmat suits. Like so, you know, people go all out. I'm gonna come <laughs> kick the shit out of a reporter. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, so, press neutral. That being Please. said, uh, if oh, you and rumor has it, what's oh, up? Rumor has it that Siren Head might make an appearance at this red. Oh boy, that uh, sounds like nightmare fuel. <laughs> Death is a preferable <laughs> alternative to communism. Very true, my friend. All right, EP Mike, uh, thank you so much for uh, for for taking the time to call in and touch base with the uh, with with the listeners. And we wish you the uh, the best of luck. And we'll we'll for be sure. in touch soon. For sure. If you guys go to the Silky Psych to October third, I will be there. 
Yes, sir. I, I will be there um, uh, holding it down for American Grit. All right, bud. We'll catch up with you later. All right, guys. Take care. Good seeing you guys again. All right. Rah. Bye. All right.